these are my top three Twilight Zone episodes. I love the Twilight Zone. My whole family loves the Twilight Zone. We watch it. The New Year's Eve marathon on sci-fi every year. And we often discuss and debate. We put it on in every room of, of whoever's house we're at, you know, at different houses. And we'll find the schedule and, oh, this one is coming on. Oh, that one is coming on. And there's certain ones that you just have to, like, you know, usually we'll leave it on in the background. You remember the opening. You check back in with the closing. But there's certain ones where you're like, hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. This one is on. So these are my shut the fuck up episodes pretty much. Uh, if you've never seen The Twilight Zone before, these are probably good episodes for you to start with. It's a nice smorgasbord. If you've only seen the ep the, ep the the episodes, if you've only seen the show in passing, you've probably seen the more famous episodes like uh, Time Enough at Last or Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. These are good ones too. Quite frankly, I think they are the ones I've picked are <clears throat> much, much better. They're by no means an exhaustive list. I'm not going to be mad if you disagree. I love the Twilight Zone in general. They also had some horrible episodes, too, and that's fine. That's what happens when you make a lot of anything. Some are going to be good, and some are going to be bad, and whatever. These ones, I can confidently say, are great. So, without any further ado, let's just get on with it. My number one, my favorite Twilight Zone episode ever, and not just me, my whole family stands behind this, is the episode called A Stop at Willoughby, season one, episode 30. Originally, this was supposed to be the first episode ever of the Twilight Zone, but for some scheduling reasons, they could not get the lead actor in time, so they decided to hold off until they could get him because Rod really wanted him, and that's why it's episode 30, but Rod originally wanted this to be the first one. Let me read you the opening narration <clears throat> in my best Rod Sarling. This is Gart Williams, age 38, a man protected by a suit of armor all held together by one bolt. Just a moment ago, someone removed the bolt, and Mr. Williams' protection fell away from him and left him a naked target. He has been cannonaded this afternoon by all the enemies of his life. His insecurity has shelled him. His sensitivity has straddled him with humiliation, his deep-rooted disquiet about his own worth has zeroed in on him, landed on target, and blown him apart. Mr. Gart Williams, ad agency exec who, in just a moment, will move into the Twilight Zone in a desperate search for survival. So, the premise of this is a guy named Gart Williams, and he's just a working man, and he goes to work, Ad agency, typical Mad Men-ish kind of deal. Goes to work. His job sucks. His boss is horrible. And very pushy, very demanding. And he comes home and his wife wants more out of him. He wants, She wants more out of this relationship and her life. And Gart just is really, really nearing his breaking point. And every night when he comes home from work, he falls asleep on the train. And he dreams when he falls asleep on the train that he suddenly wakes up on this older train and he's about to stop in a town called Willoughby. And it's the most beautiful, pleasant town he's ever seen. And that's all I'm going to say. Gart Williams is played by a man named James Daly. And James Daly is the father of 
Tyne Daly. Are we getting this? And Tim Daly. Tim Daly from Wings. So, Wings points. For any of you fans out there, I made a Wings connection. Very important. I love this episode. This episode is everything wonderful and beautiful and sad and depressing at the same time about the Twilight Zone. If you have to start with one episode ever, I would always recommend this one. I love it so much that I went to the actual Willoughby in Ohio. There's also a Willoughby in New York, but Willoughby, Ohio claims to be the Willoughby from the Twilight Zone. So much so that I think it's every August they have the a stop at Willoughby Festival where they uh, they play the episode over and over in the library and they have a parade and it's a whole thing. Anyway, I went and I thought it was going to be, oh, all this memorabilia. And there was just like, look, it was a beautiful town. It was a small town, very sweet, very nice. But I think all they had was like Rod Serling's daughter's book <laughs> in their visitor center and like an autographed picture of one of the conductors of the train. Not even the main conductor, just like the other guy. Anyway, I cannot say enough good things about a stop at Willoughby. Number two on my top three is an episode called The Howling Man. Season two, episode five. Allow me to read you the opening narration. The prostrate form of Mr. David Ellington, scholar, seeker of truth, and regrettably, finder of truth. A man who will shortly arise from his exhaustion to confront a problem that has tormented mankind since the beginning of time. A man who knocked on a door-seeking sanctuary and found, instead, the outer edges of the Twilight Zone. This, this episode is so weird. It's so, you know, a lot of Twilight Zone episodes start off normal, and then they get weirder. And you wait for the twist, and you're like, oh, you know, whatever. This episode starts off, the premise is insane, and then it just gets weirder and weirder. And it, this episode is unlike, really, to me, any other episode. It doesn't feel like any normal episode. There is this man, Mr. David, David Ellington, and he's. This is, this is what the synopsis says. David Ellington is walking on a trip through post-World War I Central Europe. And he gets lost in a storm. You know how you go hiking at night in Central Europe? Not to be just completely by yourself. And he gets lost. It's a storm. He sees an ancient castle in the distance. You know, bad idea number two. Don't, please don't go into this castle. Nevertheless, he goes into this castle. And this castle is not just a castle. It's a hermitage. And there are these quote-unquote monks there. And these monks look like giant, like ancient Greeks. They all, they all have, they're very big. They have long hair, long beards, and they're wearing robes and sandals. And one of them's name is Brother Jerome. They're all called Brother something. It's very, very weird. And he's like, all right, man, like you can stay the night. But listen, um, if you hear some howling in the night you'll hear like a man wailing just just uh just ignore it okay so of course david's like oh what the hell now you don't want me to do this man's clearly in pain like are you keeping someone prisoner like is some shady shit going on here because like i don't want to be but they're like just 
just ignore it. So, of course, the howling is so extreme that, uh, you know, he can't resist and he has to walk over and it's a man in a cell. And he says, I can't get out. You please, 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 you need to let me out. So, obviously, David does not know what to do. He's been told to ignore this howling man, yet he's heard the howling, and he seems like a decent man. He seems like there's an incredible amount of pain. So he goes back to Brother Jerome, and he's like, Brother Jerome, like this is kind of fucked up. you got this guy over here, and he seems pretty normal, and he's in a lot of pain, and then, you know, he's blaming it all on you guys. And Brother Jerome says, that is no man. That is the devil. And that is just the setup. That isn't even the whole episode. That is just the setup. It is filmed so weird. It's filmed, it's a very fever, fever dream kind of filming. And I love it. It's just weird from the beginning and it does not stop. And it sh to me, it should be one of the more famous episodes because it has such a wonderful ending. I mean, they all have wonderful endings, but this one has an incredibly grand ending that I think you will enjoy. So, first episode was a stop at Willoughby. Second episode was The Howling Man. Third is from season five, episode 15, entitled The Long Morrow. And I will read you the opening narration to set the scene. Commander Douglas Stanfield, astronaut, a man about to embark on one of history's longest journeys, 40 years out into endless space, and hopefully back again. This is the beginning, the first step towards man's longest leap into the unknown. Science has solved the mechanical details, and now it's up to one human being to breathe life into blueprints and computers, to prove once and for all that man can live half a lifetime in the total void of outer space. 40 years alone in the unknown. This is Earth. Ahead lies a planetary system. The vast region in between is the Twilight Zone. <laughs> so, this one is great for a bunch of reasons. I love anything retro-futuristic. I love anyone... I always love the past ideas of the future. Sometimes they're prescient, Sometimes they're not. This one is not because it's supposed to take place in 1987. And, you know, we're nowhere close to this future now. So this commander, Commander Douglas Stanfield, he's an astronaut. And I love the wild, this is what the future will be like kind of plots. He's scheduled six months from now to be sent on an exploratory mission to a planetary system roughly 141 light years from Earth. So he has to go explore for some reason. He can only go by himself. These are the rules of, you know, NASA in 1987. And although the spacecraft will travel at seven times the speed of light, this planetary system is so far away that it's going to take him 40 years to get there and 40 years to get back. Or no, wait. No, no, no. Never mind. I messed that up. It's it's 40 years total. So it's 20 there, and then he's got to do whatever he's got to do. And then it's 20 back. So 
whatever system they've devised, they cryogenically freeze him on this ship, which is obviously autopilot. For 20 years, he gets out. He basically will look around, I assume, take a Polaroid. Then he will get back on the ship and he will be frozen again and have to make the 20 year trek back, which seems like a breeze because like, whatever, it just feels like a long sleep. However, you know, they said to him, you know, if you take this job, you gotta be warned, like, you're gonna be the same age, basically. You're still gonna be in your thirties, but it's gonna be 40 years from now. So like, pretty much everyone you know is gonna be dead. You have to think, and the world will be vastly different. And he's like, you know what? I'm an astronaut. Like, this is my shit. I'm a commander after all. This is what I do. And um, <laughs> so he's like, this is no big deal. Yet, right before he goes, he meets a woman and he falls in love with her. And he's like, ah, shit. I really fucked this one up. And that's the setup. That's all I'm going to say. It's really the ultimate long distance relationship. If we've ever been through one, you know, could you imagine if it took 40 years, 20 there, 20 back? It's like, and then, you know, I'll wait for you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Write some letters the whole time? It's crazy. It's ridiculous. I enjoy this one because it's weird. Uh, the retrofuse fact, I enjoy this one. What a stupid thing to say. I enjoy the, this Twilight Zone episode because it's weird. The rest aren't that weird. No, I enjoy this one because of the retrofuturistic stuff. Secondly, it's incredibly sad and tragic in a, in a way that makes me happy that they embraced how tragic it is. There's a way to find a good ending here, and they decided not to. And I love that so much. And it certainly inspired my own work. So, to recap, number one was a stop at Willoughby. Number two was the Howling Man. And number three was the Long Morrow. And if you disagree with me, it's okay. I'm not going to be upset. Uh, however, I do think I am correct. So, please... Stay tuned for the New Year's Eve Twilight Zone marathon or, you know, watch this stuff immediately and yell at me and I will not have heard you because I've muted you in the Twilight Zone. This has been more content with RJ City. <laughs>